For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media, on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. I'm back from sunny Cancun, Mexico. I had a great time. I'm back here. How you doing there, B? I'm good, man. How are you? You guys, you and the family's probably very refreshed now. Looking forward, looking forward to getting back to work. Yeah, yeah. I had a great time. Yesterday was a little rough. We had a flight delay and stuff, but we had a great time. I love it. Uh, we can get away. You know, I met all these different couples at the airline and, it, you know, and, uh, People from all around the world, actually. I met people from England, Australia, Canada, uh, different parts of the United States. Like, it's a long know, flight, too, it, ain't it? What's up? That's a long flight. Yeah, people from England are like 10 hours. And then, so people from England that will go there, will go there for two weeks a lot of times. They're on holiday. They get holiday. And they go down for two weeks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, a lot of, like most of the people from England I talked to went there for two weeks because it's a 10 hour flight. So they go there for like two weeks. So I met, you know, people from all over UK and uh, people from Australia, people from Canada, people from Texas, New York. Uh, met <laughs> met somebody from <laughs> from Mount Joy that was there. Really? Isn't that crazy? Like, Mount Joy, Pennsylvania. We met him at the at our at our resort. Right down the road. Nice. Right down the road. So, all right. Nobody wants to hear about our vacation. Let's get into the, into the Bulls and the playoffs. Okay, first off, I before I get on one of the Bulls, this is a big debate that I always have with my friends. My buddy Kevin Wagner always thinks we're ridiculous for this. So I was always raised, this is my dad. My dad taught me this. He said, during the Bulls, we're going to root for Big Ten teams. We, and he's always rooting for Big Ten teams, even Michigan. Now, I can't root for Michigan. because My f- two favorite teams are Ohio State and whoever's playing Michigan. But I root for everybody else in the Big Ten. Do you root for the Big Ten during the, during the, the Bulls? I definitely root for the Big Ten. I get mad when people don't cheer for the Big Ten if you're a Big Ten guy. Okay, because my buddy Kevin Wagner thinks that's an old school thought. And he's like, oh, that's ridiculous. He's like, I don't care. I hate every Big Ten team. Hope they all lose. And I'm like, I do root for the Big Ten. Um, I do generally. You know, I don't root for Michigan, but I root for everybody else. Yeah, see, I don't know about you, man. You're kind of like a, I don't know, like you might cheer for the Big Ten. If it well, don't I do. affect Ohio State. No, I cheer for everybody. Like, I like – like, I, I have a lot of respect for a lot of teams in, in the Big Ten. Like, I, we actually went to a bar, and I was watching the end of Michigan uh, – I was watching – oh, Michigan State Pitt, and I was rooting for Michigan State. I wanted them to win. So, yeah, I want the Big Ten to win. But let me ask you this, okay? All right. Which is a better conference, SEC or Big Ten? Uh, here we go with this debate. Now, my friends – all my friends are SEC freaking enthusiasts. And yes, the top of the SEC is the best. But the middle and the bottom is just as good as everybody else. But their top two, three teams are pretty good. Yes, they're the best teams in the country normally. It's still the best conference. That makes them the best conference. Everybody else is not that good in the conference. 
But isn't that what all that matters is national championships, playoffs? If you look at people in the NFL, SEC, best recruiting classes, SEC, national championships, SEC, playoffs, SEC. Isn't that all that matters? Does it really matter what happened in the middle in the Music City Bowl? Like, do we really care? I mean, it depends who they play against. Yes. Another thing is, don't you think Bulls are a little fluky? Like, coaches are coming and going, players are coming and going, and and like people are opting out. Like, I think they're a little fluky sometimes. Like, I, you know, I used to really care about the Bulls, and I still like. I love the Bulls. Don't get me wrong, but like, I used to really take a lot of the results. But I don't know. Like, you used to say you could get a big bull win, and the next year. They're like, oh, yeah, look at this team. They did great in the bowl. And then the next year, you know, they're going to do great. It's like it doesn't translate. You know, very rarely does it translate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, when you give teams, you know, a month or three weeks to prepare for a game, you're normally going to get the best out of that team. And, and but vice, but, and vice versa. Yeah, but there's so many circumstances that could play out. Like, especially nowadays with opt-outs, with coaches moving around, transfer portal. COVID. I mean, there's just so many variables. Yeah, I mean, how do you, how do you feel about the, the opt-outs? It doesn't bother me. Like, did you hear what Kirk Herbstreit had to say? I, I wanted to, like... I read it, yes. I was so angry. I, I saw it. And um, Ari Wasserman in the Athletic ripped him apart. He's, and he basically called him old guys. Like, that's... Come on. Like, that's ridiculous. You don't think these kids want to play football? Of course they do. But, like, did you see what happened to Murat Corral last night at the Old Miss? He got hurt, and he decided to play. Now, it was nothing big. He didn't, like, tear anything, they don't think. So what if he would have tore his ACL? His whole, you know, that's going to affect his whole NFL career. Like, I'm not blaming these kids for opting out. No, I don't get it either. I don't know what. And Herbstreit's normally a pro player type guy, so it was kind of shocking to hear him say it. Him and I, think he's getting, I think he's getting older, and he's getting grumpier. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's wrong with me. I'm just saying, like, like, I don't know. Like, he he makes these comments sometimes. He sounds so out of touch. Like, dude, come on, Kirby. He shouldn't be, though. His kids play at Clemson. And like, Ohio State. He's got two at Ohio, Clemson and one Ohio State. Oh, man. Like, come on. Like, you should know what's going on with the players. And how you would, would you want your kid to play if he's worth a million dollars playing a pointless bowl if game? If you want to, I, I don't have a problem with it. But, I, but again, it's up to the kids. Like, and here's the thing. Like, if what he said is, and Ari Wasserman said this article, well, if you can rip on him, then rip on Ch- – what about Brian Kelly? You know, <laughs> exactly. did, did, did Brian, does Brian Kelly not like football? Does he not like to coach football? Oh, does Lincoln Riley not like football because he did opted out and went to USC instead? Come on, give me a break. I was frustrating here. I was, I, was, I, was, I was highly disappointed in our guy, Kirby, man. Come on. Or come on. Yeah, you know, like – it, the whole, you know, it's, it's funny is ESPN makes such a big deal about the playoff, the playoff, the playoff. And I, and I, yeah, I agree. The playoff is great. You know, everybody loves the playoff, right? They're the ones making millions and millions of dollars off of it. They do a show every week that releases it. And then they make the whole big, and then kids want to opt out because they're not in the playoff. And then you want to go rip them on them. I think it's ridiculous. Desmond really? Howard too. He was ridiculous too. Desmond Howard went off too. Talking about uh, all kinds of stuff is similar as well. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I was disappointed, man. I was I, I was shocked because I, I like them guys. So, I mean, still like them. We can, we, uh, we can just agree to disagree on that topic. Yeah, oh, I agree. I think they're both excellent. I just, you just, I just think you sound out of touch. And I just think that you got to change, like, you know, 
like I don't know, like maybe because Ohio State's talented. Like I was kind of I love Olave and I love Wilson, but I was kind of excited to see what what Julian Fleming and Marvin Harrison is, and you know I wanted to see like you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I wanted I wanted to see those guys. Nothing against Olave, I love him, but you know I you know what I mean. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean you're looking forward like I mean as a Ohio State fan, I mean yes, you want to see your young guys. Once Penn State's list started coming out of of, of the opt outs. I knew it was going to be a long day. Right. That's, that's a fair point. That's the flip side. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, 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 I agree. Um, you know, and Ohio State had four opt outs, you know, but, but, but you, and, and I'm not going to sit there and, I mean, if Ohio State lost, I was not going to lose my mind about it, you know, or, or blame the opt outs because if, you, you know, four guys, four guys, whatever. Okay. Oh, uh, here's what Howard said. The whole mentality is all about the championship playoff. Because of that, they don't value the Bulls. We were coming up Herb Street, myself going to Bull. We had a huge reward for a fantastic season. This is Desmond Howard. That's what it meant. Your team played this well. You're going to go. Now kids don't really care about that. They have a sense of entitlement. It's like if we're not going to be the one that matters, it just doesn't have as much value. Like it didn't come for us. Like, come on. Sounds dumb. That's what happens when you have a playoff now. You're going to have teams who are not excited about playing in regular bowl games because we didn't make the belt. Ohio State, that first half, looked unexcited, looked like they didn't want to be there, looked like, hey, this is not what we do. We're normally in the playoffs. And then, yep. you know, Coach probably leaned into them in the halftime or something or something happened, and they came out in the second half playing Ohio State football. Yep, like, I agree. All right, that's so. What, that's what that creates. Yeah, it was crazy. For me, I'm, like, following on my phone. I'm in the Cancun airport because we had delayed airport. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? And I get on the airport. I get on the airplane. We're ready to fly out. And and no lie, no lie it's 38-38. They just sacked him. And my, my phone turns off because I'm on the airplane. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so I didn't find out until I got up in the air. And we get in the, you get in the United States uh, territory. When you get up in the air and you get to a certain altitude, they'll Southwest will let you text. So I texted my friend. And then he said they won. And then I was able, when you get in the United States, which is nice, you can watch TV for free. So I flipped on ESPN. I was watching the Sugar Bowl and I watched all the highlights. So, and then today I came home and watched it. So, oh, this is what he said. Ari Wasserman Athletic. Um, he said, Kirk Herbstreit, who played Ohio State, and Desmond Howard, who won the Heisman Trophy at Michigan, were pre- previewing the granddaddy of them all on national television. That's when their ages started to show. They sounded like granddaddies. When they broached the topic of opt outs, <laughs> call him granddaddy. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's get into the Bulls, B. Okay. So here we go. Bull records. So listen, everybody likes to keep track of the Bulls and the records. So here we go. Big 12 was four and 12, uh, four and two, respectable. Big 10, six and four. They started off hot and then they kind of petered off towards the end. You're of five the last and till Saturday. What's up? You were five and oh till Saturday. Five and zero, and then till Friday, till Friday, and then who lost? Penn State lost. Or Michigan lost first, and then Michigan, Penn State, Iowa, all lost, right? Yep. Okay, and then SEC is five and six. Okay, which everybody was flipping on, on, and then the SEC came back and won the two playoff games. We'll get to that in a second. Here's the Pac-12. Pac-12 was zero and five. B. 0-5. Oh, they didn't win one bowl game. 
Now they wow. they had a couple cancellations, I think, right? And the SEC had some cancellations too, because Texas A and M didn't get to play, so I was one. So this is a stat. I got this crazy stat for you. I found. <laughs> you always talk about West Coast football, right? In regular season games between other FBS opponents, including the Bulls, the Pac-12 was nine and twenty-three. Jesus, is that bad or what? I mean, yes, <laughs> it's bad. So, if you go by this, you'd say the Big Ten had it slightly better, six and four, um, versus versus the Big Ten, who was versus SEC, which was you know five and six. But they did win the two most important ones, right, B? Yes, I mean, yes, <laughs> you can say about it. Yes. Okay. Before we get in the playoff, let me ask you this. I got a question for you. Let's say you're a fan. You're a Penn State fan, okay? Let's say, would you rather right now be a Michigan fan, you beat your rival, Ohio State, you win the Big Ten, and then you go to the playoff and you get your doors blown off and everybody's like, oh, Michigan sucks. Or would you rather be Ohio State, lose your rival, don't win the Big Ten championship, and then go win a fantastic game and everybody's like, oh, look at that, they look great. What would you rather have? I'd probably rather be Michigan when you beat your rival when you win the conference. Yes, on the show for it. I would agree 100%. I'm with you. So as much fun as it was nice to see, you you know, I always say I always want that shot because Ohio State, you know, won the big – Ohio State did not win the Big Ten. They did beat the rival. That was the year Penn State won it, right, in 16. And then they went to the playoff and they got shut out. So a bunch of Ohio State fans were like, oh, we were better against Georgia. I'm like, I don't know. Your defense kind of stinks right now. Well, you got to fix it. You know, I think we were scored on them, but I think Georgia might have put like 60 on Ohio State. So I don't think Ohio State would have been better. Plus, Michigan kicked your ass. So there's no real point. But, you know, Michigan's, you know, I'm going to rip on Michigan in a minute, but I'm going to say they had a fantastic year. They beat the rival. They beat Michigan, Ohio State, first time in 10 years. They won the Big Ten for the first time in a long time. They had a great year. They just ran into the bus. All they ran into a team that's a lot better than them. Yeah. I mean, I'll wait till we get to Michigan. But yeah, I mean, that's just a tough. It was tough for them to be on that level right now. They gotta, they gotta. It's good that they got there. Now they can recruit at that level where it's gonna make the difference later on in the future. Okay, we'll see about that. But first off, I do gotta <laughs> give. I gotta give my guy though. B, I gotta give my guy. Let me give it Jackson Smith the Jibba. Ohio State set like all kinds of record: fifteen catches, three forty-seven, three touchdown passes. What'd you think of his performance? Special. I mean, that's one to remember. Uh. I thought he was going to be down because he fumbled there. I think I was in the first quarter, second quarter. Yeah. Uh, but he came back strong and, and didn't let it bother him. I mean, he's he's good. Great, great route running. It was nothing really special. Like, after he caught the ball, it was just great route running, great hands catching the ball. Uh, he's going to be fun to watch. What year is he, a sophomore? Sophomore, true sophomore. Yeah, he's, he's from Texas. He's, he's a crazy thing. He's only 19. He'll be 20 in, uh, like, January. No, in, like, like February, right? He'll be out next year. Yeah, he's got one more year. Him and CJ Stroud got one more year. You know, they're probably both first runs. But so, all three of them guys look good. Like like him, Fleming, and Marvin Harrison Jr. It was yeah. so it was so hurtful as a Pennsylvania guy <laughs> watching Fleming and Marvin Harrison tear it up out there for the Buckeyes. And then yeah, and then you got Abuka, who's the guy that had the kickoff return. He had about three or four good kickoff returns. He had three for 46. He was a five-star kid from Washington. 
you know, so you got five star Harrison, four star Smith and Jibba, uh, five star Fleming, you know, they're in good hands next year receiver. So they got some guys coming in as well. So it yeah, matter, man. Stars matter. Man, that's my guy, Ari Osterman. That's his thing. thing. Oh, okay. And then, um, yeah, then we got – so Ohio State's got uh, Henderson coming back to the running back. He's a freshman. So, yeah, it's still still got a good, you know, bright future for the Buckeyes. What would you think of Penn State? You know, they were up at halftime, and then and then um, they kind of fell apart there. What, 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 I didn't really watch it. I was dealing, getting on the airport and all that. What really happened? I watched some of it. What happened in the second half? Well, Arkansas started running his own reads, started doing more QB runs, and, and past day couldn't handle it. It was like watching uh, a team that you know is not fully there because it was like watching a different team. Like, you know, because I think Penn State has six or seven opt-outs and about six of them were on de- – like five of them were on defense, and it was just hard to watch. Like, you could tell the talent level. Like we're we were okay during the year, talent wise, but then when you start talking depth, that's when you find out who's who who the elite teams and who's not. And our depth is just not there yet to really play at that level. We were an average team at best to a bad team on on Saturday. And Arkansas just ran the ball right at us, right down our throat. We missed tackles. We weren't in the right place, and we lost our DC too. So that showed too probably. So it was just a rough. It was a rough outing. Uh, 361 yards they had rushing, which is yeah. which is uncanny for Penn State. But yeah, the opt-outs do hurt for sure. Opt-outs and 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 our DC was gone. Our quarterback looked average at best. No, I mean nobody that watched that game is is is, is excited about him coming back next year. So it's you Who? know, Clifford. Clifford, yeah. So it's. You know, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting offseason. We got, you know, a lot of guys coming up in January, so it should be fun. We'll see who can get on the field from this, you know, great rookie, not rookie class, but freshman class. And we'll go from there. But to be at the elite levels, like watching Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, like the talent level there is just different from what we have at Penn State right now. So, okay, let's go to the Bulls. Like Minnesota beat West Virginia. Maryland with a nice one. They beat Virginia Tech, even though that was like they're in a transitional staff there. But still, Purdue beat Tennessee, which was a real exciting game. I watched that. Maryland um, did. They did. Uh, and they, they, you talk about opt outs. They had their best player, their best two players, Bell, the wide receiver. That's a good matchup. Bell, the wide receiver, is going to be a first, second round pick in the NFL draft. And the Carlitas, their DN, is going to be a first round pick, top 10 defense and top 15 pick. He, they both opted out and they still beat an SEC team. Um, Michigan State, you know, I would have loved that game, man. If Walker, you know, I'm no problem with the opt-outs, but Walker versus Pickett might have been a different game. But Michigan State pulled that off, and then you had Wisconsin beat Arizona State, and then you, you know, Rutgers. We talked about remember Rutgers? They came in late and they got their doors blown off against Wake Forest. Um, we'll get to Michigan, Ohio State won, and then Purdue lost. I mean, uh, Penn State lost, and then Iowa lost to Kentucky. So that was a close one, 2017. So. You know, all in all, you know, not a bad showing by the Big Ten. I think that, you know, if Michigan would have won, I think people would have been feeling a lot better. But, you know, not bad. You get to the SEC, which we we compare the two. You still got uh, LSU-Kansas State play Tuesday. That's weird. I I forgot all about that. So, still got one more for the SEC. (laughs) Plus, 
Hey, what do you, what does the national championship count as? Like whoever wins is SEC. <laughs> so Missouri lost to Army. I watched that game. Uh, I bet that game actually hit that under on that. UCF beat Florida. Um, Houston beat Auburn. Nice win for Houston. Texas Tech over Mississippi State. You had South Carolina over North Carolina. Um, yeah. So, and then Arkansas beat, you know, Penn State. And Ole Miss lost to Baylor, but they lost Matt Corral. That was kind of tough there to lose a quarterback, but still they end up losing. So, so we'll see. Let's get in the playoff. By the way, B, I want to tell you about the playoff. So we had Alabama 27, Cincy 6 in the playoff, and then Georgia 34, Michigan 11. Okay. B, I'm, you want me to tell you, you know, I've been betting for about six weeks. That was the easiest money I've ever made in my life. You know why? <laughs> because I knew Alabama would win and cover, and I knew Georgia would win. And you know why? Because when you go off the talent index, the number one most talented team in the country is, is, is Alabama. Number two is Georgia. Do you know when you want to know where Michigan is 13? You want to know where, where, where since he is in like the thirties and forties, like they're just more talented. And I just had, a, I just knew it. I was like, they're going to win. They're going to cover it. And, and let's get into Michigan. Let's get into Alabama first. You know, not really like since he hung for a while, but I just think Alabama just kind of took him over, like overtook him. Don't you think B like, do you have any comments? Like, about the Alabama, what do you think of the Alabama performance? I thought it was solid, really good, obviously. But I, I think that since they just didn't have enough, they had a heck of a year. They just ran into a team that's just just better and kind of manhandled them. They had their best rushing game of the year. They had the running back had over 200 yards rushing, and Bryce Young threw it all right. But it was more the running game, more like the physicality of, of Alabama. Yeah, I mean, I thought Alabama dominated up front on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. I think that was the difference. I mean. Robinson's a great kid. We had a chance to meet him when I went down there with my AAU team, the running back down at Alabama. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. He kid. hung he around. Yeah, yeah. He like we were. We met him probably when he was a freshman, and he had no chance to get on the field. I would have never thought he would have been this now, but uh, good for him. And I think like the holes that were that were created by that offensive line. I mean, it was easy for him to have a great night. Yeah. See, what happens at schools like Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Maryland, is they wait their turn. That's where Julian Fleming and Marvin Harrison and, you know, guys like that guy wait. I get, I love that guy because he waited. and He waited behind some really good running backs. Well, he's from Tuscaloosa, too. That, I think that helps yeah. him out. He, but, he, like, he a lot, these guys Alabama. wait. These guys wait and wait their time. And, you know, eventually you're going you're gonna to hit in the running back. I mean, Alabama, you could be Alabama's, like, running back you. It is. You know. You know, you know what it's looking like to me right now. Outside of quarterbacks, five-star kids wait. Four-star kids and everybody and everybody else want to get on the field right away and, and and leave and try to prove themselves. Well, I agree. Quarterbacks is different. You're right. But here's the reason why. It's always like this. You can throw a kid on special teams as a running back. You can throw him on. Um, you could throw him in there a blowout, get them three, four, five carries, or even rotate them in to keep them fresh, you know, to keep them interested. Okay. Um, you can't do that at quarterback. And like, that's, I think that's the problem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're like, like you could play like five, six, like, you know, Ohio state, Julian Fleming, you know, everybody thought would come in and start. And I never thought he would. Um, I, and he's rotated in a lot this year in, 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 at different times, he's rotated, not a lot, but he's rotated enough, even as a freshman. Emeka Ibuka, 
five-star kid from Washington I talked about, he played kickoff return. So, like, there's ways of getting him in and making him feel feel great. Oh, speaking of Alabama, I read – I got the book, Fourth and Goal, B. Uh, it's all about Nick Saban and his dynasty. Oh, my God, it's so good. Like, I'm almost done with it. It was so good. Like, just whew, such a great coach, man. I'll pass and it you, along when you're done. What's up? I'll pass it on over when you're done with it. Yeah, you can read it. It's, it's incredible. Here's the thing that you know, stood out to me was just their attention to detail for everything. And the second thing was, you know, be first day of spring ball. It doesn't matter. You can be a five-star. You can be a three-star. They don't care where you come from. They're doing stance and start day one. They're like, they're teaching you like you're a junior high kid because they're so attention to detail. They start you slow and then you better pick it up fast. And Nick Saban still coaches the DBs, right? He, he has a DBs coach, but what they say in the book is a lot of times he'll take the corners. Some, the DBs coach will take the safeties or something like that. They, they rotate it. Gotcha. Yeah. But it, 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 the book is so eye-opening, just how, like, just attention to detail and, like, like it, 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 everything, you know, he pushes the button on everything. He's just, you know, but, like, the way you – know, it's recruiting. I mean, he's a great recruiter. It talks about how he's a great recruiter, but the development is the thing. Like, they emphasize development all the time. Like, no, like, they're going to start slow. Like I said, stand, starts, eyes, like, right there. And then they expect you. Now, it ta- they'll, they'll get guys. Like you said, four or five stars. They'll get guys, and they'll sit for two or three years. And they'll stay patient, and then they'll, they'll get their time, and then, then they'll come and play. Look at Mac Jones, buddy. He stuck around for years and then blew up, and now he's first-round pick, and he's in the court, NFL. Yeah. So many examples of this. Uh, Eddie Jackson, there's a great story in the book. Eddie Jackson was their corner, and he got dinged. He had a knee issue and all this, and he got benched. And, like, he went to spring ball, and he was benched. And they thought he could play safety, and then they moved him to safety. He was second team. He had to work his way up. But, like, he just wasn't quite quick enough at a corner. They put him at safety, and he was, like, perfect at safety. So it's just about development. And, like, they've evolved. They've evolved. Look at the quarterbacks before, and now they're, they're recruiting elite quarterbacks. You know? Yep. Like, he had Doug, Doug, Doug Nesmeyer in, his offense coordinator, who he won national championship with. And then all of a sudden, Lane Kiffin, he brought Lane Kiffin in just to look at his offense. Doug Nesmeyer got all upset and, like, went to Michigan to be OC under Harbaugh. This is, like, 15, like, 14, 15. Yeah, 14. And then Lane became the OC. So, like, he just – he's ruthless. And he's just ruthless. He's 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 an a hole. He's an a hole, and his attention to detail was unreal. Like it was really good. It, it was written by Phil Savage, and Phil Savage used to be, he was a Browns GM, and he was right with the Ravens. But why is he why is he so key? He coached with Saban when he was the defense coordinator of the Browns, so he knows, like, he's worked with Saban, and now he's a color commentator for the the the, the Bama on the radio. So he, he you know he has the all access. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that sorry I went sense. on a rant though, but it, it, I loved it. It was unreal. I'm almost done. Definitely. It sounds it sounds good. You would love it because it's written for coaches. So, anyways, yeah, you know, nothing surprising there. Okay, let's get to the other game. Georgia 34, Michigan 11. You know, Michigan. Now, I've been tough on Michigan. I got a little crazy style, tell you, on Michigan, but I'll say, like, I'm not surprised. Here's why. And I don't think I did, did a good enough job explaining it to you and Clark last time. Georgia's front seven is elite, elite, elite. They were, I read something that be every player in their front seven is an NFL player. 
Like every player. I mean, that's rare. That all your D line, all your all all everybody who plays for them, all the starters, had defensive tackle, linebacker, NFL guys, and some of them were high NFL draft guys. Okay, to beat them, you got to have an elite quarterback, and nothing against Cade McNamara, and you better be elite outside too. You better have elite receivers outside, and you better you better be elite at quarterback. And they're neither there at Michigan. They're just not there yet. They got some young receivers. I think they're going to be good. But how they beat Ohio State is they smashed them. They fuck, They went power. They ran right down their throat. How they beat Iowa, pounded them. You can't do that against Georgia. Their front is so – their front seven is so damn good. You better be a lead at those two spots. So I had, I knew it. I was like, they're going to destroy him because they're going to – and then Michigan's defense is good, and Georgia's offense is better than people think. Yards per play, they're number five in their, their offense is number five in the nation in yards per play. Like they got a good offense, you know, and, and it might not be explosive, but they moved down the field. And so I just had this feeling they were going to win, and the spread was seven and a half, and I picked it and I actually won some money on it. But I just had this feeling. And so that's why I thought Georgia and they just took care of business. What'd you think, B? I think that the talent level showed, but. Michigan could play with this team because they have so much experience. Now, where Michigan killed themselves is you had to play a perfect game. And Michigan did. I mean, they had two or three turnovers, costly turnovers. And you're not going to beat a team that is with that kind of talent. And you're not going to beat them by turning the ball over. By beating yeah, you're down 14 nothing. Like, you just dig yourself a hole. You're done. I mean, yeah. Stetson Bennett, everyone wants to rip on Stetson Bennett. And I've not been as fan. Stetson Bennett was 21 to 31 for 310 yards, three touchdowns. He looked good. He was, was, was 11 to 19 for two picks and 106 yards. That's just not going to get it done. No, I mean, you can't, you can't. And granted, I mean, like we said, like that's the first time they ever saw anything like that and been on that level. So I think now that they have that experience of going there and even Hardball is coaching there now. I think like, you know, I, I know he coached in the Super Bowl, but you know, everybody's on the same salary scale there. Here, he saw a, a group of players that was better than his players. And now he can go out and recruit that level because I'm a we're on a playoff football team. I know you don't want to hear that, but oh no, they gotta get better. I mean, like it comes down to talent. And like, like you gotta you better go get some more players. Like, I think part of this is part of it is Michigan just brought everybody back and they had a really good year. Now, can they sustain it? That's the question. Now, you know, I know I don't want them to. <laughs> I hate them, but can Harbaugh sustain it? That's the question. Because I tell you this right now, I'm telling you right now, is it be what is it? January 2nd, right? January 2nd, 2022, Ohio State's going to be better next year. I'm telling you right now, their defense is going to be better. They got a real DC finally. They're going to be better next year. Ohio State will be better on defense, and offense will be about the same. Okay. So can you sustain it? Can you keep it that level? And get better, get maybe better in the passing game. JJ McCarthy's a five-star kid that Ohio State offered, um, but they got Mikhail McCord before. Like he's a stud. They played him a lot in the second half. Maybe he takes over the job, and there you go, and you do have some other guys. But they still need more elite classes. Since 2010, okay, every national championships had multiple top five classes, except for three teams. B three teams. Okay, the only three that didn't was. Clemson twice with Trevor Lawrence, 
and, and because they had Trevor Lawrence and they had Deshaun Watson and Auburn when they had Cam Newton. But other than that, and those guys had top 10 classes. You need top five classes to win national championships. And I'm such, and, and people get so mad at me. I'll say it all the time. I go, there's a difference between being in the playoffs and winning a championship. Oklahoma's been in the playoffs. They're 0-3. Like, you got to get up there top five, top eight classes. If you don't, you're done. And if you look at right now, Texas A&M's one, Alabama, Georgia were two and three, Ohio State's four. Michigan's still top 10, but they're not up there yet high enough. And that's what it comes down to. They had a great year, fantastic year. Can they sustain it? I don't know. Maybe they can, maybe they not. And that's not, that's the big one. Because right now, I mean, you look at Ohio State, offensively, they're loaded. I mean, their defense is struggling. And I'm sure they'll, they'll get it together. But offensively, they are loaded with a lot of young talent. And the young talent performed this year. I mean, you had, especially in the Rose Bowl with them young receivers, those were your third, fourth, and fifth receivers. I know. I've been telling yeah. you that all year. And they freaking dominated a Pac-12 champion. Now, granted, I don't really respect West Coast football, so I was kind of disappointed in the way, how close it was. And I was and I was cheering for the Big Ten. Well, but, it, 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 it's Ohio State. Uh, I think I, here's my, what Ohio State needs a DC, and they got one. Jim Knowles is a good DC. They finally gonna have a real good DC. So that's the first thing. Second thing, they did, they had some misses in recruiting. You know, they did it like linebacker. They, they missed on some commits. So uh, they got some guys who played better this year and they had a couple guys get hurt. Um, so I think, I think that they're going to be better coached. Uh, they're going to get a couple guys in the transfer portal. And I think they'll be better next year. Now, will they be elite level? I don't know, but I, they're not going to be as bad this year. I guarantee you that. Uh, I don't know if they'll be elite. I think there might be a year away from that. But but like their best, some of their best players, like they got two stud DNs that are both freshmen that played a lot, and they're gonna they played some, they're gonna play a lot more next year. So I think they're gonna be a lot better next year on defense. I mean, I think they'll I shouldn't say a lot. They're gonna be better on defense. Do I know how much? I don't know. By the way, be the rumor is Larry Johnson's retiring. Oh man. I know. That'll break my heart, man. He's one of the greats. Because they're bringing in Jim Knowles started today as the first official day as DC, um, so th- some of the defense coaches are staying, some are going, um, so they're working that out now. But yeah, but no, you're right. So if you look at this, here's a stat: teams outside the Southeast. So this is teams outside the Southeast. That means the southern eastern part that includes Clemson. Okay, they are uh, three and twelve in in college football semifinals. The okay. teams outside the Southeast? Outside the Southeast are three and 12. Okay. So it, it it's because it's Clemson and it's SEC. They dominate. And then it's, it's Ohio State a little bit. And outside of that, I mean, Oklahoma's never won a playoff game. Okay. But B, can you tell me? Okay. So there's three wins. Name the schools with three wins. I gave you one, Ohio State. What's the other school? Ohio State's got two of the semifinal wins because they won in 14. They beat Alabama 14. They won that championship in 14. And then they won last year against Clemson. Give me the team, other team that outside the Southeast that won a playoff game. Outside the Southeast that won a playoff game. Let me think. Uh, 
I don't think it'll be a Big Ten. Nope. But it has to be Big 12. Well, does anybody from the when's the last time the Pac-12 got in? I'm going with the Pac-12 team. Oregon. Ooh. Oregon. You got it. First year. Oh, look at that, baby. Woo! They beat okay, first year. They beat Florida State. Ohio State beat Alabama, and then Ohio State played Oregon in that championship. Wow, look at that. Isn't that crazy? Think about that first year. You had Florida State. That Chip Kelly? Uh, what? That was Chip Kelly? No, that Chip Kelly left. That was the guy, Helfrich, who replaced him. All right. He was at the Eagles, your beloved Eagles. So, destroyed that Mark, so think about that first year. You had Alabama one seed versus Ohio State four. Okay. And you had Oregon and you had Florida State. Now, Florida State was won the championship the year before. So they came yeah. in. But think about that. You know, so you had ACC, SEC, Pac 12. Big time was like, oh, this is great, right? You know, only, you know, only Pimmers, the Big 12 didn't make it. And now you fast forward and, and it's like Oregon hasn't won a, a Pac 12 game since then in the playoff. Big 12 never has. ACC has. I mean, if you would have said back then, right, Florida State, right, Florida State. I mean, outside Clemson, nobody else in the ACC. And so it's kind of crazy to think that. And now you go to this year, two SEC teams. They both roll big time. And then you got you, you had one Big Ten, which is not Ohio State, and then you had, you had, an, you had an AAC team. So kind of crazy to think, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I like about Texas A&M right now. Like, they're taking their time. And giving Jimbo everything he needs. And Jimbo's down there just recruiting, recruiting, recruiting top classes. And it's a matter of time before Jimbo's back in this finals like he was at Florida State. I think so, too. I agree. And that when you have an elite class like this on top of a couple other classes that are really good, that's how you build it. I, I agree. Um, that's, a, you know, that's another thing I want to tell you guys. You guys rip on Brian Kelly. You give some of your 10-year contract, you know, like, and I understand what you guys mean. Oh, you could get fired if he goes 4-8. and eight. But you give him you give him ten years like you know, like Brian Kelly got that ten year contract like that's like like he's got that he can set in stone dig his heels in and go get like players. Do you know who his OC is? Did you see who Brian Kelly hires his first OC? No, who, who was Cincinnati? Cincinnati's OC is going there. Oh man, Fickle got to get out, man. They're gonna start losing guys. And then uh, who else? Now. Who else? Uh, his DC was a guy from the NFL. <laughs> He, I think I figured we got he got it from somebody in the NFL that had good had coached in college had good experience so he went and got a good staff so all right sorry Michigan Michigan State I got to rip on them a little bit but here you go Michigan Michigan State are both in the playoff they're 0 and 2 and they've been outscored 11 to 72 Michigan State made it in 15 they broke my heart they went into Columbus they beat a 17 14 great win by them and went to the playoff got beat 38 nothing by Alabama and then Michigan got throttled by Georgia so. Not too good. We'll see. Maybe maybe Penn State will make it one of these years, right? You know, maybe Penn State. Maybe maybe Michigan comes back next year and makes a run. We'll see. It don't matter about making it right now. Right now, after watching Ohio State and every other Big Ten team offensively, I think everybody has to go back to the draw board and try to stack classes upon classes upon classes of just talent. Because right Man, now, I'm proud of you. You finally figured it out. It took you to. January, and I've been telling you that all year. It's about recruiting. Well, yeah, I hate it. 
I hate it. Like you should. I had like because the Big Ten had a rough day, so I was trying to cheer for Ohio State. <laughs> I'm like, I can't cheer for these guys because I talk to Pat too much, and <laughs> he's an a hole when it comes to Ohio State football. I am an a hole. I agree. It's the but one I'm, thing American about my life. I was trying to cheer for him, but I'm looking like, man, these guys are ridiculously loaded. I love the running back. He's a freshman. Yeah, Trayvon Anderson. It's freaking nuts, man. Like it's they're loaded, man. Like it's just nobody I, has that type of, that, that, that type of talent in the Big Ten. That's why I get. That's why it, it brings so much joy to me. Be honest, the Browns they didn't make the playoffs. You know, like Cleveland sports fans kind of rough at times, but Ohio State brings pure joy to my life. Oh my god! Mostly, except losing Michigan this year. Like today, they got Omar Abor, a four-star defense end from Texas, committed to Ohio State. He's going to sign in February. He's from Texas. He's going to Ohio State. I mean, like I saw that there was a the, the Under Armour game was was what was today. So they were doing a whole bunch of announcements. Yeah. But so no, you're. I mean, it, it comes down to recruiting. I had a friend a long time ago ca- called it like Virgin News because I've always been into it. When I was in high school, I got into recruiting. I was so into it. I just followed it. I don't know why. I love. I just love college football, and I always love recruiting. And um, and I remember when I was at Ohio State, and I think it was Jim Trestle's second year. I think it was his first or second year. He signed the like number one or number two recruiting class. I remember how excited I was. So. Like recruiting is so big. It, 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 it comes down to recruiting. It's like, if you can't, let's say like, like Kirby smart, let's say Kirby smart loses next Monday in that championship. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, I hope he's disappointed. He'll be frustrated, but they're going to fire him. No, he's not going anywhere. He's, 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 he's tre- created a recruiting monster. And what happened B is in the big 10 has to do this, has to keep doing this. You got to pump more. You got to put more money in recruiting. You got to, they have these, these staffs of recruiting. They're like, it's like NFL departments, B. They have G, they have like a GM and Mark Pertino, the one for Ohio State, and all these places have them. And they have like analysts and, and recruiting people. And it's nuts. And that was, that was what's his name? The guy who got the Florida job. Um, I'm blanking on Billy Napier said, he's like, I'm not taking the job unless you do this, this, and this. Because I guess Florida's been a little reluctant to spend a lot of money on recruiting and infrastructure. Because I'm not taking it. And they did it. Like Kirby Smart said, said I'm not taking the Georgia job unless you do this, 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 this. And they said, okay, yeah, go ahead, Kirby. And I, you know what I mean? It comes down to recruiting. It is what it is. It's, you know, some people say it's cheating. I don't know who's cheating, who's not. With NIL, who knows now? But I'm saying it's about recruiting. It's about getting out there and selling recruits. Yeah, I mean, it's, you can see the town difference. Or some of these elite level schools playing some of these other schools. It just it, it in like yeah, coaching matters. You see it, and the transfer portal is going to be the most interesting thing because you see like Michigan State had a losing record to ten to eleven wins because of largely transfers. So transfer portal is going to play a role, but it's still I think it comes down to recruiting. Yep. So all right, let's go over our Bulls last week. Okay. Here we go. I went three and two. B way one and four. Chad Clark one and four. I'm glad I got on a winning note. I picked Arkansas. You you guys picked Penn State. Uh, we both, all three of us thought uh, that Notre Dame would win. Oklahoma State beat Notre Dame. You know Notre Dame is not is now like zero and nine or zero and ten. 
in playoff games or or like the the group those big bowl games. I forget what they call them. Isn't that crazy? They've never won one of them. Yeah, hope my man gets uh, Marcus Freeman starts getting that elite level talent there. Okay. The Rose Bowl, uh, all three of us lost. Even though Ohio State won, the spread was six and a half, so we lost that. Um, Cincinnati versus Alabama, we all won that Alabama roll. And then you guys had Michigan, and I had uh, Georgia. So there you go. We had Michigan right, to cover, B. not win. What's up? We had Michigan to cover, not win, right? Yeah, but you still lost because it's based off the spread. Yeah. If it was now, a pick them, I, I would have won. Okay. Well... It was seven and a half. <laughs> Just before I went to Mexico, you can't bet in Mexico. It's based on states. So before I bet, I, I, I put 20 bucks on Bama. I should have put 50. I knew it. And then I, I had a free $10 bet. I was like, ah, they're going to beat. Georgia's going to win. So I had picked both and won both. So anyways, national championship game. So here we go, B. Okay, first off, before we get in our pick, is it boring that we see the two SEC teams that just played a month ago. I could probably watch Alabama football every week. So, no, is the answer to your question. I love the way they do things. I love Saban's, like, whole demeanor of looking like he's miserable and he's winning every game. Like, I love it all. I I, I could watch Alabama football all day. The running back looks the same every year. Some big black dude. Who, who, who just runs over people with power, with speed. I can say big black dude because I'm black people that's listening. But, <laughs> like, it's just... By, by the way, they, they look for a prototype for every position. That's how they think they look. I believe it. You can see they, they be, look. They, they want somebody to be like 5'10 to 6 foot, 215 to 220 pounds. They lay all every year. Oh, oh, here's a great quote in the book. You like this, receivers coach. You know... Ohio State fans were like, oh, this guy's reading about, about, about Nick Saban in Alabama. Like, he's the best coach ever. Why? And I'm a coach. You know, even if I'm not coaching, I'm a coach. So I'm going to read about it. You know what he wants his receivers to be? You know what his wide receivers, you know what he wants them to be? So what? He wants a basketball team. That's what his, his philosophy is, basketball team. So he, he wants the point guard to be the slot guy, short, quick guy. He wants the center to be the tall X, X receiver that can go out and get the ball. Isn't that great? He's sense. like, oh, talk about multiple sports. They want the receivers to play basketball and baseball and other sports. It, it only makes sense, man. I'm telling you. I, t- I, so, I can watch Alabama play every year. So, so no, to answer your question, it's not boring. I, I don't think so either. Now, I would say, like, this is, like, back. Oh, wait, that was a long time ago, maybe 10 years ago. Alabama Alabama played LSU, and, and like, they rematched. The, guy, the game was, like, 9-6, the first game. In the second game, they did a rematch. I was like, oh, I was not looking forward to it. I think I'm looking more looking forward to it. Here's the reason why. The game's kind of opened up a little more. And, and you know, even though both play good defense, I think there's going to be more points than that. So I am looking forward to it because they're both really talented and they're both very co- well coached. And it's also like, it's like daddy versus son, <laughs> right? Like Kirby was with, with, like the book talks a lot about Kirby. Kirby and Saban were like, you know, when you're in Alabama, you know, if you're the D.C., you know, Saban's right there with you helping you the defense. But, like, they were really tight, and he was there a long time with Saban. So, like, to see – you know what I mean? To see can you beat your your mentor, right? Could you – you know, could you beat your mentor? Yeah, and, like, Kirby – like, I like 
Georgia after the wedding, like they were gonna they were gonna dump the water bottle on him or whatever the, the water cooler, and he's you know he stopped him like no like it's not job's not finished yet. There's one more, and I, I like that demeanor. So hopefully you know it works out for him. How about two SEC teams going to Indianapolis? <laughs> yeah, good for that. I to come up north. Hey, they fight. Hey, I've always heard for years. They're like, let's get these SEC teams up north. Well, they're up north now. They just happen to be playing each other. <laughs> yeah, we should have made it outdoors for them. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. So that, you know, so we'll see. I, I'm excited. I'm super excited about this game. You know, I, I will say, you know, it's legit that the college football has gotten a little regional. Um, and, and I, I could see that like where people do, but like, that's not S that's not Alabama, Georgia's fault. That's USC. Get your head out of your ass. That's Oklahoma. That's Washington. You know what I mean? Oregon, all these teams, get your head out of your ass and play better and recruit better and do all this. It's not Alabama, Georgia's fault. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, ain't nothing you can do. Georgia's one of the best football places, one of the best high school places in the state, in, in the country. But well, I will football. say this. Uh, I, I will. We'll say I, I think I really believe that if we when we do the twelve team playoff, I don't think it will change the national championship much. I think whoever those top teams, elite teams, the LSU's, the Alabama's, Clemson, you know those those teams. I think, but I think what we'll do is like, like it will create like a, like imagine you're Pitt of Michigan State and you win a playoff game. You're like, oh, I won a playoff game. You lose the next game, but you know what I mean. Like I think it, it's like it'll be like the NCAA tournament when you meet the Sweet Sixteen. Everyone's like, yeah, we made the Sweet Sixteen. You know, I think that's what it's going to be. And it'll it'll even out recruiting. I don't think it will, but maybe. Everybody thinks that. I Some people think that. I don't think that for a second. I think as long as those teams are still recruiting, I mean, I haven't seen a change yet. You know, I mean, we'll see when they get to 12, but I, I don't think it will. But maybe we will see. You know, if you look at the top four teams consistently, it's normally the top four – Recruiting classes are normally the top four teams in the playoffs. Like it, it varies, maybe one one or two years you might throw a Clemson in there or somebody, but it's well, going to be Georgia, Alabama, well, or how well, Clemson was. Clemson is probably um, prior to this run was like most people thought they were the number one evaluating coaches. Like, I mean, they could evaluate more than anybody, and they weren't getting those elite elite players, and they started getting those elite elite players, but. What I'm saying is, I just I think well. First off, I you know the SEC has a lot of advantages over the Big Ten. It's geography, partly right. B like more people are down in the South. They care more in the South. High school football, they do live spring football down in the South. It's just different down there. So they have a lot of built-in advantages. So um, do I think Georgia or Alabama is going to go away with a 12-team playoff? No, you know. But you but there's a Texas A&M that's crashing the party. You still got LSU that could. So. But you know you're right though. Michigan, Michigan making the playoff is a good step. Now can they sustain it? We'll see if they can. So all right, get back to the game. All right. Um. <laughs> so the they played the SEC championship game, and Alabama was uh was an underdog for the first time in six years. So they <laughs> Alabama took it to them right. They both win the playoff game, and now here we go again when that championship game, and Alabama is again an underdog. Okay. I lost some money betting on Georgia last time. I'm telling you right now, I'm going Georgia to win, B. Here's the reason why I think Georgia's going to win. I What's think Georgia is better. What's the spread first? What's up? What's the spread? Oh, sorry. 
Georgia's favorite by three. So it's really close. It's a field goal. It's like a pickup, basically. Here's why I think Georgia's going to win. I think they're the better team. I think that it's hard to beat somebody twice. I think they're the more talented team. They're more senior-laden team. They played like shit a month ago. I think they're going to come out and play their best game, and they're going to beat Bama. I think Bama, this might be Nick Saban's one of his best coaching jobs. They're not, yeah, they're talented for sure. But they're, like, look at the talent they lost last year in the NFL. It's nuts. Like, this was kind of like, it's kind of crazy to say, like a rebuilding year for at least Alabama. Like, they're not as good as they were last year. I mean, they blew everybody out. Like, Alabama was unreal. Last year's Alabama, you can probably put up against any team in the last 30 years. They're still really, really great, but I don't think it's that that level. So I think Georgia's going to win. I do, and, I, and that might be crazy. And everybody's questioning Kirby because he made a lot of poor coaching decisions, but I think Georgia's going to pull it off and win. That's my pick. Georgia's going to cover the three and win. Interesting. Let's say you. Interesting pick. Uh, I would have – you know how I feel about it's beating teams twice in one season. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, Alabama's loaded. I know you say it's a rebuilding year, but I like their wideouts are better than Georgia's secondary. Uh, the key is this. This is the key up front. If Georgia can get pressure on Bryce Young, which they didn't last last well two weeks they, ago, they did it. If they can, and if Stetson Bennett can get some time. And, and make some plays in the passing game. I think they're going to, I think that's how they're going to do it. I think they're better. I really do. I think they're a better team. Like people think like Georgia's not good. I'm like, Georgia's damn good. He just played one bad game against the team. And it might be in their head a little bit. So, you know, they, if they lose, it could be psychological a little bit, B. I just got a, I got a gut. And you know what I mean, B? You got a gut. I got a gut that Georgia's going to come back and win this. Um, I want to take Alabama again. <laughs> because the psyche, like you said, of, of, of beating them is not in Georgia's mind frame yet. And I think Alabama has, like, they make more plays. I, like, they come to play, and the quarterback's better. The wideouts are better. And, I, like, their offensive line's the real deal. But I'm taking Georgia. Just you picking Georgia? I'm picking Georgia because... It's hard to beat a team twice in one season. And, hey, if it's going to happen for Kirby Smart, maybe this is the year. But mainly because I think it's hard to beat a team in, in you know, a matter of a month, beat them twice. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's really hard. I, I'm excited to be. I, I, you know, I always get so sad, though. It's the last college football game, man. Because <laughs> it's over. I love college football, man. What are we going to do? <laughs> Hey, man, start looking at recruiting for the, you know, 2024. Class. Well, I'm always looking at recruiting. <laughs> no. It, so, all right, so here's the plan, guys. Uh, enjoy the game. So we're going to come back next Tuesday. We're going to film another one. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in February and do another one with the, the second signing period. There's some kids going to sign then. And then we'll take another break. And we'll come back with a draft and maybe do like a draft preview. Um, but, oh, next week, B, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get I'm going to – let's we'll go over the game, and then I'm going to do this thing that all the websites do. I'll read them, and then I'm going to come up with my own. I'm going to give you my too early – because it's too early because you haven't seen spring ball. You haven't seen anything. My too early top 25. I'll tell you who I think are the top 25 teams 
one to 25. And you can rip me apart and say, ah, you're Ohio State homer. And I'm going to rank the teams one to 25 next week. And, and, and you can tell me where you think that where they are. So we'll break down that championship game to do that. Sounds good. All right, B. All right. Uh, do your 717 plug. Yes. If you haven't been keeping up with us, make sure you, you are keeping up with us. Uh, we're keeping daily news of, of everything sports related in our area from the high school level to the professional level. Uh, make sure you keep downloading our podcast. Make sure you keep watching our TV shows, Every everything 717 Sports Media. Go ahead, Pat, do your unbiased. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I'll tell you, if you're a local 717, we're doing some crazy stuff. We're doing a lot of high school football stuff, so check us out. So that's what I'm going to say. All right, I you know I didn't watch the Rose Bowl because I was flying back, but then I came home and watched it today. So I was happy at least get the Rose Bowl win, but I take a beat of beat. A win over Michigan. That's all right. Ohio State's coming back strong. We got to finally got a real DC. Would you trade your Rose Bowl pick for a win over Michigan? Yes. Not, oh, without not, a doubt. Not to go to the playoffs, just to win over Michigan. Yes. <laughs> all right. That win over Michigan hurts me. It, it hurts my soul. <laughs> it, that's what a rivalry is, man. It hurts you. Like, I got to hear them. I really want me one. You know, it, it, it is like, I love the Rose Bowl. So it did felt good, you know, and we, we won a bunch of them in a row now. We beat Oregon a couple, we beat Washington, uh, a few, oh, Urban's last game, we beat Washington. That was Dwayne Haskins year. Um, we beat Oregon before that. So like we won a bunch of Rose Bowls in a row. So, you know, as a kid that was, you know, big, you know, 70% of the fans there were Oregon, were, were Utah fans. Makes sense. Like, it was rocking. It was rock. Yeah, I actually I had a Utah fan come talk smack to me at the pool. I had my high state shirt on. He's like, "Utes!" I go, "Get out of here, man! Your first Rose Bowl. Congrats!" Oh, you gonna disrespect him? I know, but he was like, "Utes, we're gonna win!" I was like, "Okay, man. All right, cool." I might have had a couple beverages in me. <laughs> hey, uh, for everybody tuning, this, we just released a nice little article. It's not a nice little article. I'm saying a nice big article on uh, the tight ends coach of the year, Cody Booth. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah, so make sure you check that out on the 717 Sports website. And we also have another uh, possible interview coming soon with some NFL guys. So make sure you're paying attention and, and, and keeping everything 717 Sports up to date on your phone, tablet, and all that good stuff. All right. Thank you so much for listening, guys. All right, B, go ahead. You can say your. Uh, hard to say it, but we're going we're to stick with it. You know, it's a new season now. We are. Let's go. Keep it go going. Bucks. Nah, I know go Bucks. Go Buckeyes. Rose Bowl champions, 48-45. Jackson Smith, the Jibba. Go Bucks. We are. <laughs>